Hello, church leaders and friends. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Becky Holton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Carrie Holton. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, friends, we are continuing our discussion on how churches can reach new people for the Lord by building a digital strategy. In this episode, we want to talk about some specific steps that we hope you and other church leaders will consider. But before we identify the specific steps we have in mind for connecting digitally with people outside our churches, why don't we review this topic? Because it's so critical. What do you think, hon? I think that's a good idea. I I think it's good for us to remind our listeners of just how critical this topic is. We have been saying that it is absolutely critical for churches to try to reach new people online because that's where people are today. That's the office water cooler, if you please. That's the church's front door. And the truth is that we've, we've sort of been pushed into this. I mean, COVID has forced all of us to be spending more time at home, more time online, more time making decisions online, more time making purchases online, and more time going to church online. Right. I think you're exactly right. And I, you know, I think people were engaging more online even before COVID. Uh, People have been spending more time on their computers and smartphones for you know, last several years, ongoing building, but COVID has definitely accelerated this this trend, I think, significantly. And because more people are staying home, we're also more isolated from neighbors, our coworkers, all the parents at the ball fields, all those people we used to hang out with wherever we used to have our social gatherings. True, true. And the challenge for churches with that is that old strategies for reaching new people, they're just not working right now. No, they're not. We're we're having to adapt, and we need to adapt quickly. Quickly. You know, we've said that in the past, one of the primary ways churches reached out to new people was through the Sunday worship service. Well, more specifically, through someone inviting new people to a worship assembly. That is, people showed up for the first time because someone invited them to come. I guess, well, our guess is that 80 to 90% of first-time guests to our Sunday worship assemblies came because a friend or family member invited them. Right, but much of that's not happening right now. We're not inviting others anywhere, especially to church, not in this season when people are staying closer to home, uh, some in order to protect family members and, and their neighbors. Right. It's one way to show love for a neighbor. Right. Anyway, this is why we need an online engagement strategy, a digital strategy. This is why a church's digital or online presence has become the church's new front door. Right. And we need to go where the people are. I agree. On the platforms where they are hanging out, and we need to try to speak their language rather than the church language that maybe we've become kind of accustomed to. That's not language other people are accustomed to. Um, 
So why don't we get into some specific recommendations for those church leaders who want to connect with people outside their church? What are some of the components that church leaders need to be thinking about concerning their church's digital strategy? Sure. Let's start with with this very basic suggestion, honey, and that is that your church's website needs to become more visitor-friendly. You know, we've looked at a lot of church websites, and it's remarkable how many of them are designed only for church members in particular and then believers in general. What we are seeing is that most church websites are really designed to answer the questions and provide content for people who are already connected to your church. So what we are saying here is that churches need to make sure their website is redesigned to think about the new person who's trying to connect with your church or learn about your church or even engage further. The website needs to be designed with that person in mind, as well as with believers and church members in mind. It needs to have what I would say a virtual welcome mat out. Good. I like that metaphor, virtual welcome mat. Well, let me give an illustration of a church website that we found that really impressed us. When you went to this church's website in Barrie, Ontario, the first message you see on the homepage is a banner that reads, you are welcome here. Then below that banner were these words, whether you're new to church or have been part of one for 20 years, we're glad you found us. We realize that the vast majority of people don't attend church, so we're committed to being a church that unchurched people love to attend. Ask your questions, dig in, and get connected. Are you kidding me? It really said all of that? I didn't see that one. Yes, yes. Isn't that good? Wow. Now, that's a website with those in mind who may be disinterested in church and even curious about church. In fact, it makes me want to go there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Kind of does. And and let me tell you this. When you click the About Us tab on that same website, you read these words. Our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Our vision is to create a church unchurched people love to attend. Aren't sure you believe in Jesus, but you want to know more? Perfect. We started this church just for you. That just kind of makes me teary just a little bit. Outstanding. I mean, it's, it's just such a great message to those who might not be interested in the church or who are curious about the church. Yes. I mean, you can tell that church is being mindful of those people in groups one and two that we talked about earlier. Yes. It's hard to create virtual hospitality, but I think they're doing it. I really do. And, and you know, in addition to making your church's website more visitor-friendly, it should also be obvious and seamless for a new person to be able to take their next step, you know, to connect to your church on the website without having to call someone or without emailing someone with questions. For example, we saw a website that has this message, and it was, new, let us know you dropped by. 
Don't you like that? I do, I do. And then you would click this button, and what would happen then is that the church would get some contact information that would then allow them to follow up with those who visited their website. Yes, and notice how easy that was. Well, yeah. It was a next step for visitors to the website, just easy and harmless. But click the, this button to let us know you dropped by. And no, no pressure. No you pressure. You don't have to click the button, but those that do know that they're sharing the information. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, I thought this was ingenious. When you clicked that button that you just talked about, let us know you dropped by. When you clicked that button informing the church that you dropped by online, there was a few blanks to fill out that gave the church that visitor's contact information. But there was also an added incentive for giving the church your contact information. The church said on their website right there on that page, If you will provide this information, we will be pleased to make a financial gift to one of our community partners in your behalf. What? Yeah. And those community partners were a food bank and some other nonprofit organizations that were trying to help people in their community. I just thought that was such a creative and impressive way to ask for a website visitor's contact information. That is a shut the front door one, I think. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. How that just, that one contact connects with a whole bunch of other things too. And it shows that church is in the community as well. I really like that. Um, You know, before we move on to a second component of a church's digital strategy, I, I want to add Um, I've noticed that when some people land on a church website, the first thing the website offers is, quote, watch last week's service right here, quote, or register here to watch this Sunday's worship service online. And I would challenge church leaders to ask, will that, if that's what a, a new person on your website finds, is that going to connect with them? with someone who is disinterested in the church or maybe even curious about the church. And and sometimes, you know, when you click on those buttons, because quite a few churches have those, sometimes when you click on that button, you know what pops up? It brings up a page that says, our next online service starts at, and then there may be five days, two hours and three minutes countdown that's going Mm -hmm. on. So I would just encourage church leaders to think about that first landing page. You know, how does it, what is someone going to find when they land? What is the message you want to show outsiders who landed on your website? Likely it's not messaging about your next worship service, you know, because seriously, I would predict that if that happened to someone who is not sure about church and may have been disenfranchised about the whole thing, they won't come back no. when, when they land They're like probably that. If that's the first message they see, come to an online service, that's probably not going to be too appealing to them. No. Probably not. No, and it's just going to confirm that this is irrelevant or I, I'm not, this is not a place I want to be. Unfortunately, I think that's true. Yeah. Honey, why don't you uh, share a second component of, okay. a, of a good digital strategy, would you? Well, here's a second component. Regarding your website, someone on your team or in your church needs to be thinking about search engines optimization or because, you know, I can't say optimization very well. Let's call it SEO. SEO. <laughs> yeah. You know, and what this has to do is making it easy for those that you're trying to reach to find your website when they're searching for answers and questions online. 
Now you're really talking about something way over my head. I wouldn't know how to do anything about SEO. I'm not even sure exactly what you're talking about, but I think it's probably a good suggestion. Well, that's precisely our point, Sherlock. (laughs) I think, you know, this might be another one of those chores that not all of us can do. Um, In fact, I think this is one of those church tasks that you may want to contract out. Mm -hmm. You don't need to have uh, this this specialist on your team, so but contract it out. Again, giving attention to this SEO will allow your church's website to compete well with other sites that are vying for the attention of those who are online and who may be looking for a church or for answers to their life's questions. It's so important. And I know we use the word vying and the word co- compete, but that's exactly what's happening. And SEO will help us to yes, it will. get on top of that. It will. Okay. Well, why don't we move on to number three? Why don't you share that one? I'll be glad to. A third component is similar to the need for someone to be thinking about search engine optimization. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) And here's that component. You need to think about what the church's presence will look like on social media. Now, we're not talking about your website here. Right. We're talking about social media. How does your church engage there? The reason why I call this out is that Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of those apps have gotten very savvy. They've caught on to us and they've realized that if we are trying to use their sites to advertise what we offer, well, maybe they can get something out of it. So they have created all these complicated algorithms that just sharing information on social media is not going to get that information in front of the people you are trying to reach. So you are going to need some people to help you think about what your advertising strategy needs to look like on those different social media platforms. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. Algorithms. Algorithms, social media. Some people out there know how to use social media to the best advantage and churches need to take advantage of those people. Yes, they do. Yeah. Because it's a whole different language. And if we haven't learned it, we need to be humble enough to say, I don't know that. Let's get somebody that does. Exactly. I think that's uh, because it's that important. Exactly. Which brings us to another component of the kind of digital strategy we're talking about, and it is chat features. Chat features. Chat features. Uh huh. Okay. You know, chat features are common on just about every website now with the exception of church websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, more churches are doing this, but again, if you just start searching church websites, you're going to find that not many of them include chat features. And this really needs to be a feature that you add to your site, especially for young adults. We saw a church website as we were doing some researching for this podcast episode, and this church made it clear what their mission was. They announced, we are here to help our friends and neighbors know and follow Jesus. I just love that. And then there was this message, we'd love to help you on your journey. We'll help you get started and answer any questions. And that message was accompanied by a chat with us button. Mm. I love that. I, I mean, it, hardly any website you go to doesn't have a chat with me or chat now. And usually the thing's jumping up, down, introducing themselves, and they're there 24-7 to answer your question. Or they give the business hours that they're available to chat. And you can leave a question and they'll get back with you. And I can see why people who might want to know more 
would would click that chat with us button. Well, there's you can be anonymous doing that right. as well. And some people need that protection for a while, especially if they've been hurt in, in church contexts. Okay, interesting. Yeah. You know, uh, this talk of chat with us buttons and chat features leads me to think of another recommendation regarding a church's digital strategy. I'm sure it does. Yeah. You <laughs> mentioned that we need these features on our websites, especially for young adults. Yes. Well, if we want to reach next generations, we need to be thinking about offering ways to connect with those younger generations, to engage with them online and through our website, because this is the way they communicate. You know, absolutely. I don't know that they pick up the phone and talk anymore. They text on it. They live on their smartphones. We need to find a way to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And we need to start using our website and social media platforms to interact with those that we are trying to reach. And here, honey, I think the key thing is to think about building relationships with people rather than promoting your church. I really like that statement. Yeah. Yes. So, so church leaders should give thought to things such as how are we increasing our email list? How are we increasing newsletter subscribers, YouTube subscribers, and social media followers. And again, not for the purpose of promoting who we are as a church, but rather for engaging with people relationally online. Yes, that goes back to something we've said quite a few times, that those days are of build it and they will come are over. Mm -hmm. That was about the, the building, and it was about the structure instead of the relationships. Well, it's always a good thing to let people know that we're interested in building relationships with them, that we're not trying to sell them something. Right. We're interested right. in, in making friends. Right. In them as people. Right. Okay. And if that's something we're short in today, and that is certainly something we are short on today, and peop that is people that really care about others. There you uh, go. That has especially gone by the wayside um, with everything going online. Um, mm -hmm. And it takes a little more effort to, to build that component into it. And that brings us to another key component to a church's preferred digital strategy, and that would be content, the shareable content that the church puts online. We talked about this in last week's episode, and it, it you know, recalling that as you increase your interaction with new people online, you want to place content on your website that addresses the opportunities and challenges that they're facing in your lives. You don't want to put content on there that makes absolutely no sense to them. Exactly. And what we're saying here, honey, is that in your community, church leaders, you want to become that trusted expert. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what the parson and the church used to be generations ago. Yes. You had a question about life, you went to the church. So think about relational or emotional or mental or physical or family or marriage or financial health. And in all these areas, the church can become the trusted expert once again. So we're talking about quality online content that people, not only your church members, but in your community as well, that they will start to share. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be articles or podcasts or videos, things that can be easily shared on social media. And again, listeners, we found some church websites that we thought did a fantastic job of this. One church, the one we previously previously referenced in Ontario, had a tab on their website labeled Our Blog. And you clicked it, uh, you would scroll down to their homepage, and I saw blogs with these titles. 
five timeless parenting principles in a temporary pandemic. Another one, five simple ways to be for people during a pandemic. I like that one. How to make spiritual rhythms a part of your family's fall routine. I like that one. Yeah. How you can volunteer to help someone today. Another one was coping with isolation and anxiety during COVID-19. Aren't those great? Wonderful. They're so relevant. Yes. People, those are clickable. That's what I'd call them. People will click on those. Yes. And, And on another church's website, we found this banner on the homepage, For Our Community. Oh, I like that. Yes. And then these words followed. We created a blog with you and your family in mind. We want to be a resource for you to find information on topics from finding the best budget-friendly activities in your neighborhood, tips from moms on how to keep your kids safe online, to simple ways to strengthen your marriage. And then words like these. We love our community. Wow. I like that. And this blog is our way of helping you and your family. Then we saw the titles of some of the blog posts they make available. Are you ready for these? I'm ready. Seven tips for working from home with a baby. Oh, good one. Five date night activities that aren't just a nice dinner. Did you read that one? (laughs) Do we need to print it off? Would you let me, you're interrupting me. Would you Excuse let me, me continue? Excuse me so much. I'll go print it off. <laughs> <when you're finished. laughs> another, another title of a blog post, four habit trackers for your 2020 goals. Oh, that's good. Five moves. No, five movies, <laughs> five movies that teach kids integrity. Ooh, I like that. That is really excellent. Six simple sentences your kids need to hear you say, and four tips for becoming a better dad. Aren't those great those titles? Those are outstanding. And you can see how helpful they would be yes. to people who may not at all be interested in the church, but are looking for help to live life. Especially the one about dinner dates. I think would be very helpful. Uh, let's move along, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me add this, too, while we're on this subject. I really appreciated something I saw a few days ago on Facebook from our friend John Klimko in Valdosta, Georgia. He had a brief six- to seven-minute video entitled, Building blocks to a better marriage. You know, and he's uniquely trained to put together something like that. Kudos to him uh, for doing that. And, you know, that's the kind of content that we're talking about to interest and help those who may be disinterested in the church and spiritual things. Again, what you want to do is offer things of value, articles, videos, webinars, the kind of online content that people will find helpful. And you could offer that content to people in exchange for them providing their contact information. And what you're trying to do, again, is not just to build an email list, which you should be doing, by the way, but what you're trying to do is open the door for you to continue not only to provide helpful content, but to begin to nurture a relationship with somebody that you're trying to reach and someone who is there and it's our job to try to reach them right right well well i guess we've done enough damage for, yeah, for I, one podcast I imagine so. <laughs> i'm guessing most most church leaders who just heard us talk about shareable and helpful online content and have heard us talk about nurturing relationships online instead of just promoting the church or heard us talk about a church's use of social media and search engine optimization and having a more friendly 
a visitor-friendly website with chat features, they may be scratching their heads and feeling a bit overwhelmed at this point. And I don't blame them one bit. <laughs> I, I mean, this well, is like a foreign language in some ways. Well, you know, that's probably a good thing. If they are feeling overwhelmed, that's probably a yeah. good thing. Yeah, that's a good way to look at uh, it. Because if, if you are thinking, I don't know how to do any of that, then we may have accomplished a worthy goal today. You will need help to develop and execute a quality digital strategy. And I understand. I mean, you didn't learn how to do these things in college, especially if you were a Bible major or maybe even in business. Especially when since we learned to type on a typewriter. Well, exactly. There's that. Uh, instead, what we're saying is you, you probably need to find a leader who will help you build a team around all of this to develop and execute the strategy that we're talking about. In fact, that piece of advice is a really good way to close this episode, I think. You know, t- church leaders, bring together a team in your church who, who will work on building an online digital strategy for your church. Let that team produce some shareable con- content that they can place online to interest and help those who don't yet know how relevant and helpful the church and, God, how, and God's people are. Uh, it's just we just really want to challenge you with that because this can be an exciting venture for your church. Well, let's call it a, a day, huh? And I think we've done all the damage we can do. And again, we thank you, our sweet listeners, for joining us today. If you have a question or comments, please do join the conversation. We would love to hear what you're thinking. And we'll plan to be back next week for another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church get going. 